Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm listening is Odyssey's commitment to mental health conversations. If you or someone you know is struggling with thoughts of suicide, depression, anxiety, or mental illness, help is available. Call or text 988 to reach the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. That's 988. The heat is on kind of early this year. Now, there are 100,000, 200,000 people that have moved here just within the last year or so. They might not be used to Dallas-Fort Worth heat, let alone this heat, this kind of heat early in the year. What do people need to know about getting acclimated to the heat? What newcomers to our community really need to know is that everything that they've heard about the weather in Texas is absolutely true, especially the heat. I had a friend of mine from Michigan visiting last year who leaned on the hood of my truck, had never been here before in August and never and didn't realize he got second degree burns from leaning on the hood of my truck. So this is serious heat. So if you've moved here from places that don't have heat like this, you really need to pay attention. Everyone talks about the heat in Arizona, for example, but the heat here in the summertime can be comparable. The heat here in the summer not only is comparable to what we see in Arizona, but it's a little bit more humid here than it is in Arizona. So the heat index, like you're going to see today, is going to be much higher, even though the thermometer might only say 99. Yeah, and that's the issue is it's it's how it makes you feel outside. And so we're always told to limit our outdoor activities when it's this kind of heat. Talk to us about what that really means. You know, there are so many people who have the ability to stay in air conditioning. People who might work from home now, people who work in an air-conditioned office, just take every opportunity to not go outdoors if you have to. Now, if you work outdoors, not as easy thing to do. Um, but if you have those options, again, great day to stay indoors, drink lemonade, watch Netflix, <laughs> do something um, on days like today, especially if you have underlying medical conditions. But if you have to be outside in this, there's the the very real possibility of uh, becoming, you know, heat stressed, heat exhaustion, something to do with the heat. And you've already already answered a few heat related calls already this year, haven't you? Just since May 1st, MedStar crews have already responded to 44 patients with a heat-related emergency. And looking through those cases, what we can share with you is that there's sort of a tell. There's a profile for a lot of these patients. Many of them are construction workers. It's early in the season. They're not used to the fact that they have to hydrate two days before they're going to be working in order to be able to make it through days like today. Um, They are the elderly. So folks that typically would go out for a walk in the neighborhood at noontime after lunch, um, today is not the day to do that. Go to the mall and walk in air conditioning, do something like that. Um, And then kids, you know, we see a lot of kids who parents don't think about it, but they bring them to the park, especially now that school's out and they're not in air conditioned schools and they bring them to the park. You know, we've had a number of cases already where children under the age of 10 have suffered a heat related illness. What are the different kinds of heat illnesses that you can come down with? 
So it's progressive. Heat exhaustion is sort of that first step where you're sweating profusely, you're a little bit fatigued, might be nauseous, um, you might have muscle cramps. That's sort of the first phase of a heat-related emergency. Left untreated, heat exhaustion can go into heat stroke. And heat stroke occurs when your body loses its ability to sweat. You've lost the ability to regulate your body temperature. Now your body temperature spikes. We've seen cases last year where body temperatures of some of our patients were 105, 106 degrees, and literally your vital organs begin to bake. These patients are hot, dry to the touch. They might be red. They are almost always unresponsive, and that is a true life-threatening emergency. What can happen? What can happen is you suffer brain damage, other damage to your vital organs, because your body wants to operate in a very narrow temperature range. You know, 97 to 99 degrees is optimal for your body. When your body temperature goes to 104, 105 degrees, you begin to have major system organ failure. We don't take hydration, the fact of drinking water seriously enough. A lot of people do not. They think that they can substitute sodas or alcohol as uh, as a way to stay hydrated water is the best hydration however if you're going to be doing some exertion and you need some um, additional electrolytes some sports drinks are really good as long as they don't have a whole lot of sugar but you know you want to have some sodium you want to have some of those electrolytes because when you sweat you also sweat out sodium is the really the main electrolyte that we worry about. And people who become sodium deprived could have cardiac dysrhythmias. So if you know you're going to be outdoors, you're going to be sweating a lot, the hydration that you may want to use is a sports drink that has some good electrolytes in it. Can you actually become acclimated to this kind of heat? Does it take a while for this to happen? Uh, boy, I'm going to say this very politically correct. Folks often say that you become acclimated to the heat. You may get used to it, but your body never really gets acclimated to the heat. People in Arizona have the same issues as, as people here, um, even though it might be hotter and in, in the temperature wise in Arizona, but your body wants to maintain again, that 97 to 99 degree temperature range. The problem that, that we have sometimes is that we become dulled senses to the heat. And we think that we're tough Texans and you know we can handle the heat, but your body, again, is going to fail if you don't take care of it. We also hear about there are, there are people in lower-income areas that can't afford air conditioning, and they can't afford air conditioners. And so there'll be drives to get fans to them. Do fans do any good, really? Fans do help because one of the ways that your body dissipates heat is through radiation. And if you can cool the skin by fans or misters, that will help regulate body temperature. Um, the homeless folks or folks that don't have the ability to be in a shelter could go to some of the community shelters that Dallas and Fort Worth and other cities open. Um, you could go to the library, you can go to other places, um, even the shade. Shade will help quite a bit, just staying out of the sun will help reduce your body temperature. That's Matt Savodsky from MedStar, thank you so much. Now you're gonna stay in David, right? Yes, sir. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.